The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. It's almost fair to say that we're in the second part of the off season now. The first part was quite obviously uh, that time it was uh, right around the finals-ish, somewhere in that neck of the woods, and there wasn't a whole lot going on in the fantasy landscape. We finally had that like rare, brief respite, and now we're in respite number two of the offseason. But that affords us a rare luxury at this time of year of kind of picking what direction we want to go. And so I took a little bit of time this weekend, and when I say a little bit of time, I mean a very little bit of time, because this was an incredibly busy weekend for me. But I did have a brief stretch on Sunday afternoon where uh, one of my kids' grandmothers came over, took them off my hands for a couple of hours, and I was able to sit down and kind of say, what do I want to do with the next little bit on this podcast? I know last week on the show I said, we're going to start getting into kind of a uh, the the yin or the yang to the yin of postmortem, which would be like the preseason. You start to get into the preseason a little bit. But then I thought, maybe we're actually getting a tiny bit ahead of ourselves. It's only July 21st. And in my mind, the season is right around the corner. But in actuality, there's still three months, basically, between this moment... July 21st, July 22nd, depending on whenever you listen to this podcast. It's probably going to come out ultra late on Sunday night on the West Coast. And the the first day of the season, it's a long stretch. So what do all these different... And I started to kind of reverse engineer the whole thing. I started at in mid-October and said, all right, well, you know, the season starts now. What are all of these phases of the offseason? And the last 45 days... All of September, the first half of October, that's mock draft time. You could even stretch it out into late August. Let's say last week of August, 26th. August 26th is the last week of the month. You could even stretch mock draft season to then. I don't think you get you know, going any earlier than that and you're pushing it a little bit. You're getting data that's not very helpful. You can still look at it. It's fine, but it's not going to be helpful. So maybe we'll touch on it, but meh, meh. But that leaves, if we said August 26th, and we're stretching it out here at this point, between now and then, the 22nd to the 29th, a week, the 5th, that's two weeks, 12th, 3, 19, 4 weeks, 26th, 5 weeks. That's still 5 weeks from now, when you could, at the very earliest, I think, start going harder into the mock draft stuff. I definitely want to go through teams during those 5 weeks, and reassess now that they've made their free agent moves. They're on the books. July 6th came and went. Teams are still signing people. Pelicans re-signed Darius Miller. Lakers signed Costa Santacupo to a, on a two-way deal. You know, grease the skids a little bit for 2021 free agent Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh Jazz officially signed Emmanuel Moutier, Jeff Green, Ed Davis. So all these names are now finally going on to the rosters of people. And I want to make sure that when we start to break these teams down, 
we're doing it in an organized and reasonable fashion, which is probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of three-ish teams per show. Ten shows. That's two weeks. So two weeks of kind of the the uh, the other postmortem. This is the post-postmortem, meaning we already looked at the end of the season. Now what about the post-free agency mortem? How did these teams do? What does that mean for their fantasy prospects? And that segues right into... What do we think they're going to do this coming year? So two weeks of that, and that's assuming we can do three teams per episode. It's quite possible that we get long-winded, and it ends up being a couple of shows of two, so it stretches out to like 11 or 12 shows. That still only gets us to the week of August. Well, it would be effectively the, the 12th would be the start of that. The 9th would have to still be a different show. But if we stretched another couple of days, you could say August 7th. So that's still over two weeks from now. There's nothing else going on. We can't fill these shows over the next two weeks with hot news. I don't think any more massive trades are on the horizon. Of course, one might happen, and then we'll have a show or two of that. But what I thought might be kind of a cool thing, and I put a note to myself to maybe even consider doing this season by season, is turn this mid-July period into... Fantasy 101, we're going back to school. We're not going all the way to the beginning, because those of you that are listening to the show, you're obviously medium-level diehards. Those of you that listen in June, you guys guys are nuts. You guys are the true diehards. Those of you that are coming in in mid-July, you're into it. You know, this is something that that you're taking a little bit more seriously. And... That's good. That's good. But maybe, just maybe, it's time to go back and kind of hit the reset button. We're not going to explain what the different stats mean. That's not what the reset button is. But I'm talking about like big picture, broad picture topics and reasonably in-depth analyses of them to really set our foundation. Because I feel like, now that we've done this show for two and a half years, you sort of forget to go back and explain certain things. I have been called pedantic in a review of this very podcast, and this will be roughly a week to two weeks of pedantic. And so with that, I say hello. Good week to you, everyone. It's Monday. Fantasy NBA Today. I am Dan Bespris. Padan Bespris. Pedantic Bespris. At D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S on Twitter. This is a hoop ball and Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company presentation. At H-I Kona Coffee on Twitter. Hawaiian Isles is the website. Hawaiian. H-A-W-A. I-I-A-N-I-S-L-E-S dot com. You can search for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee on Amazon. And if you spend 35 bucks on coffee or on other stuff, anything that's prime, prime eligible, you can get it by tomorrow. So you can get that uh, Hawaiian Isles straight to your doorstep by Tuesday morning. Pretty good. You only have one day between now and then when you won't be fully caffeinated. At H.I. Kona Coffee on Twitter, again, is their handle. Check them out. At least look at the pictures and sniff 
the Kona Brews through your monitor. We need a scratch and sniff monitor for our uh, our title sponsor here on all Hoopball Podcasts. So all as always, thank you to Hawaiian Isles. They've been awesome. Their first year with us here. Uh, big partners with us at Hoopball. Officially, I think, looking all around the writing side as well, I think they are officially our first true corporate partner. And it's really cool, actually, and I'm not going to get sidetracked by this too much. It's really cool to be working with a company that's uh, that's also kind of in that same, like, slug it out mentality. Just out-hustle the other guy. Outwork him. Make a better product. Win that way. That's what Hawaiian Isles does on the coffee side. Uh, at Hoopball Fantasy is the blurb feed. At Hoopball Tweets, I mentioned the blurb feed because we are always looking for morning blurbers. It's a fun word to say and an even more fun word to be as your job or your hobby. At Hoop Ball Fantasy. You can also just hit me up on Twitter. Again, that's D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. I know how to spell my own name. If you want to be a blurber at Hoop Ball, it's a trainee situation. It's not uh, a paid gig. The blurbing is not a paid gig. It's basically how you learn how to write fantasy. You don't have to be an accomplished writer. You just need to know how to write for any purpose. You could write a science paper. We don't care. Uh, some of our, I mean, many of our blurbers do not come from a sports writing background. I don't even know if any of them do. A lot of teachers in the mix, folks that uh, work with words on a daily basis. Uh, one of our blurbers, I'm not going to list anybody by names, one of our blurbers uh, did press for political candidates. And so it's it's the gamut, man. So you don't have to be a, a, a sports writer. Hit me up if you want to learn how to blurb at Hoopball. Hit me up if you want to get involved on our podcast side as well. If that's something that you're into, it's spreading, and it's spreading fast. It's been a really busy couple of weeks here at Hoopball just in terms of growth. And number one, again, the Clippers podcast that's dropping this week. Hoopball Pels, Pelicans coverage from Mike Pelichet. That's going on right now on the written side. Uh, we're having a ball, man. We're growing. The offseason is not generally a growth time, and here we are doing it. So anyway, long intro aside, apologies for that. I know I've chewed up now, what, a nine and some odd minutes of your podcast, which is, by the way, in terms of Podcast 101, not what you're supposed to do. But I don't care. I'm a a renegade. I play by nobody's rules but my own. Today's Fantasy 101 topic is mock drafts. We're going through this one by one, man. The value of the mock draft, how to do mock drafts, how many you should do. I believe there are, obviously, many ways to skin a cat. Adrian Benjamins, our our wonderful Adrian Benjamins here at Hoopball, loves mock drafts more than life itself. He would give up everything he owns for more mock mock drafts, and I'm sure sometimes he does. The great Adrian Benjamins likes to do 30, 40, 50 mock drafts per year. I happen to think that's a few too many. I don't do many at all. I do two or three. That's probably a couple too few. If I had more free time, I'd probably try to ratchet that up. But I think the right number is somewhere between three and ten. And here I'll explain why. Again, this is Fantasy 101. We're going right back to the very start. Three to ten mock drafts. Probably somewhere in that meaty like five to eight range. You want to do one? And when I say do a mock draft, uh, you could also just be analyzing one. 
you get more out of doing it because you sort of feel the pressure. Make sure it's a whatever the mock draft you're doing is very similar to the settings of the league you're actually in, the ones you care about. You know, is it a minute 30 a pick? Is it a minute? Is it two minutes? Is it snake? Is it a third round reversal? Is it uh, is a slow draft? Whatever it is, do a mock draft that's very similar to your real one. So you feel the same... Not gonna be not gonna be quite the same adrenaline, but some of it you can you can replicate your actual scenario. Next, so uh, well, even before I say next, if you want to just analyze the results of someone else's, I'm okay with that too. So I'd prefer you do it yourself, but if you don't have the time, if you can get somebody else's results of the exact same type of league you're in, that's an okay backup for those of you who with uh, severe time constraints. I think you want to do one of those in now, like late July, early August. So the very early mock draft, just to get an idea of where guys are going right now. And try to do it with accomplished people. If you can, again, try to exactly replicate the skill level of your league, that's the best. But that's also, I realize, next to impossible. So for me to tell you to do that, it's delusional and the expectations are way too high. I can't do it. So why would I tell you to do it? I'm not going to ask you to do anything I can't do, which is why you have to do a couple, basically, at each each branching point here. So early mock draft. Let's say two of those at the July-August turn. Try to replicate the skill level of your league. Understanding, of course, league, I should say. Understanding, of course, that that's a very difficult task to do. So if you do two, one of them will probably reflect it a little bit better than the other. But if you kind of run the amalgam of those two things, you get a decent idea of where guys are going now. Step two of mock draft season. And this is where I think you really want to pick up heat in a little bit. You want to do one at the end of August, probably two again. We're doing them in pairs. So now you're at four mock drafts. End of August, again, try to replicate the skill level of your league. September is where you want to spend your other currency. Let's call it the other six mock drafts. We're just going to go with a nice even 10 on today's podcast, on today's show. September, you're going to spend your other mock draft currency. And this is, this is critical. You want to study a mock draft done by industry pros... Okay, I want you to follow me on this. This is this is a this is a big six. Number one, and a mock draft across the board industry pros, and these are happening. One's happened already. Uh, our good buddy Adam King over at Fantrax, who uh, I think briefly may have even blurbed here at Hoopball. I, I might be getting that wrong. Uh, he put together a mock draft with folks from across the industry already. Our own Micah Patria is in that one. So these are happening, and they will continue to happen because analysts love to do them because it gives us easy, cuttable content. It's free content, man. This is what we do. I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit here, and I hope I don't blow up anybody's spot. That's not my intention. I do it also, so I feel like I can because, you know, I feel like I can blow up my own spot and then everybody else's as well. I'm going to be hosting one at some point. I haven't picked one. It'll probably be... You know, early September would be my guess. And I'll pull people from Basketball Monster, Roto World, uh, Fantrax, Hoopball, the general public, Hashtag. You know, the, all, all the good spots. I'm, I'm definitely left some places out, and for that I'm so sorry. I apologize. I didn't leave anybody out on purpose, I promise you. Just yelling out names on the fly here. 
I love all these guys. I get along with everybody in the industry, except one person. I'm blocked by one person. I didn't actually interact with that person, but I'm blocked by them. Not the point. Find a mock draft across the industry. Why do I say this? Because different sites have different rankings. And understanding how certain sites rank players will help you in your own mock draft, which we're not at yet. Next thing is, and we're going to loop back around to this. I'm not done with the -the across-the-board industry mock draft yet. Next thing is, spend, I'm going to say, two to three site-specific mock drafts. Site-specific mock drafts. What I mean by that is, Take hoopball, for instance. Hoopball, I'm sure, will put together a hoopball mock draft. I can almost guarantee that Basketball Monster, Roto World, the other, the big guys out there, they'll, what I mean, you know the spots, they'll put together their own mock drafts too. We all do it because it's more content. We can write about it. We can put it in our draft guides. I can talk about it on a podcast, blah, blah, blah. You get it. We do it because it's fun and it gives us content. The reason it's good for you is not to listen to us talk about ourselves, which you probably will, because, I mean, if you're listening to me now, you're probably going to want to listen in September. Shows get super fun as we ramp up towards the season. Not to do it my own horn or anything. The reason those are really interesting is because you can get a really good feel for how early certain players go at particular websites. Looking back at, say, uh, two years ago, the hoop ball mock draft, I'm talking about way back when, so like the summer of 2017, we were taking Jokic. No, we were taking Jokic in like the second round. And he was going way later than that in other websites' drafts. Way later. Roto World had Jamal Murray really early two years ago. Or three years ago. Ah, whatever. The years all blend together. A uh, bunch of players, bunch of guys at Roto World loved Jamal Murray, so he was going early in their own drafts. If you're at Yahoo, for instance, Roto World is going to color your draft because Yahoo pulls their fantasy news, those little yellow and red tags, from Roto World's news feed for their player information. They're synced up with one another. You've probably noticed that. This is great for both of those websites. It's a wonderful symbiotic relationship. But for our standpoint, you can already know that Roto World's rankings are going to have an impact on your Yahoo League. It's just that simple. If you're in a league of ringers, really good players, you're going to want to look at all of them. Look at the Basketball Monster draft. Because you want to try to figure out what sites the people in your league are getting their information from. The reason I brought up Yahoo is if you're in a Yahoo League, Odds are the people in your league are probably going to be getting their info from Roto World. So right off the bat, three years ago, you could be like, not going to get Jamal Murray. Someone's going to take him early. You know, next one, not going to get Karis LeVert. Someone's going to take him early. You got to understand what websites like. For who, I mean, and it's going to happen again. There's a way. You're kind of learning how to read between the lines. So what I said was do that for probably three different websites. Big guys. The guys that really move the needle. 
Aaron Bruski moves the needle. Roto World moves the needle. Basketball Monster moves the needle. Understanding what these different people slash websites like is an understanding of how you're going to have to retailer your own mock draft. We're not even at the real one yet. And then finally, we're at eight now, if I'm not mistaken. You got two mock drafts to work with, and I want you doing those the two days before your real draft. Doing it early is insanity. Doing a mock draft really early just set the point. Doing the late ones now, we learn where guys are actually getting drafted. Again, do your best to try to replicate your league settings if you can. Because the closer your mock draft is to your actual draft, the more accurate the actual players coming off the board will be. Things change so quickly between the middle of September and opening day that even a week, even three days between your mock draft and the real thing is enough to totally change where a guy goes. We're going to have a show during this stretch here, Fantasy 101, on ADPs. You guys know... I mean, I could talk for three hours on average draft position and how that's almost the only tool I really use during draft season. There's a lot of other stuff that sort of gets me in the right headspace. But in terms of understanding where guys are going to go, a couple of mock drafts and an ADP tracker, that's all you need. That's all you need. Unless you're doing your own projections. I mean, that to me is the simplest way to have a good, might not have the world's best, but you certainly won't have a bad team coming out of draft day. So the concept of the mock draft, with 10 mock drafts, you can almost fully understand how you're going to fare on your actual draft. Because understanding what the people in your league use to get their information, and then what that information is, if you know what someone else is reading, that's like stealing signs on second base, man. You already know. You know what pitch is coming. Oh, yeah, I'm in a league with... I'll tell you right now. I know that Podcasting 101 also says don't reference your own league too often, but I think that you guys can all... This is like a me referencing my league, but it's me referencing all of our leagues. Think about your most important fantasy league right now. We're going to do a little head exercise. Close your eyes and picture the league. And picture the 11 other teams and owners in your most important, your highest money, or your most uh, most pride, whatever your most important fantasy league. I don't care if it's money or pride. Picture the teams. Look at their, sta- visualize the standings in your mind. Think about the moves they made last year, the year before, to put them in whatever spot they were in. What website was telling them to pick up player X. Do you have anyone in your league that picked up Mitchell Robinson in November? Yeah? You know that person's reading hoop ball. Every big fantasy website has guys that day either overrank or underrank. We're all going to have hits and misses. By the way, uh, Brucey is going to be coming out with his annual hits and misses article here in the not-too-distant future. It's a fun way for him to basically say, here are all the ones I got right, here are all the ones I got wrong, here's what everybody else got right and got wrong. It's very... Uh, <laughs> it's, re- it's, it's reflective, 
But he's going to clobber everyone. Everybody's going to get a taste of it. And so, and that, you know, uh, cor- corollary aside here, this is, it, it's so wildly important to picture what the people in your league are doing. If you're in a brand new league, you're at a huge disadvantage because you don't know what these other teams are reading or using. If you're in the same league for five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever years, at this point, you should understand what stuff people are looking at in your league. Right off the top of my head, I can think about it. I'm in my my biggest money league. I got I got probably two or three teams that are just flying by the seat of their pants. I, I frankly don't have the first bleeping clue what stuff they're reading. I, I They might be making up their own projections. It might be like the Jalen and Jacoby podcast. I have no idea. You know, it's it's a league where we saw Joel Embiid go like third overall. Standard nine, nine cat. 12 team, nine cat. It's like, what? You could have got, well, no. They wouldn't have gotten him on the way back, but geez. You, that is a risky play. Okay, so there's like two teams that are doing that sort of madness. And then you got... One, two, probably two, maybe three if you count me. Teams that are pretty deep into hoop ball. And it's obvious. Just looking at the at the draft picks. Pascal Siakam going super early in the draft for one particular team. A team that ended up with other guys from the hoop ball six last year. Teams that were hunting uh, Mitchell Robinson early. I happen to know one of the other guys in the league, and I know that he actually does stuff for us here at Hoopball, so obviously he's reading that stuff. So that knocks out four of our 12 teams. Uh, there's, I'm thinking of one of my buddies, two, probably two or three teams that are mostly getting their stuff from Roto World. There's, I know at least one or two teams that are getting their stuff using the Basketball Monster Projections. And then, you know, remaining is probably kind of like a hybrid of each. So even right now, on July, in in mid-July, I can sit here on a podcast with you guys and I can tell you almost to the team what everybody's reading in this league. And I got most of the guys I wanted. The one I missed on was Danilo Gallinari. I was super surprised. He was one of my good friends that I brought into the league. And he jumped me for him. And I don't know... What he was reading that got him to that guy. Maybe he was listening to my damn podcast because he got me on JaVale McGee too. If you're listening, Josh, yeah, you got me. So you do the same now. Feel You could even pause the podcast. I don't care. It's not going to be a super long show. If you chew up two or three minutes right now, it's probably going to be a 30 to 35-minute podcast. Just take a moment, pause the show, and think about each person in your league. Even write it down so you don't have to do it again later. You know, Brad, he's reading Roto World. And Chuck, he's reading Basketball Monster. And, uh, you know, Saul is is listening to Dan. And Shmuel is reading Hoop Ball. Oh, these, these names are devolving into Dan's extremely religious uncles. <laughs> those are not my uncles' names, by the way. Um, so take a moment. Think about those players, and your, those those teams, and write them down. And then when you're looking at all of these mock drafts and you're looking at the industries and how they rank their guys, you can just draw a one-to-one arrow between the teams in your league that read Roto World and what guys they're going to reach for. Or the teams in your league that listen to my podcast and what 
old men they're going to draft in rounds 10 through 15. You're going to have to know where you're going to get these guys. By the way, it's one of the reasons that I love the Dan Bespris old man squad is you never have to reach for him. And it doesn't matter what other people in your league are reading or listening to. They're not chasing you for him early. Anyway, not important. That's not the discussion for today. Discussion for today was how to use these mock drafts leading up to draft day. And I hope that we've kind of circled the wagons enough here to get that point across. The key elements as we wrap it all back together into a neat little package here on Fantasy 101 Lesson Number 1, How to Utilize Mock Drafts Leading Up, is get a feel for your league settings. Make sure that you're not going to get any weird adrenaline bumps and uh, blow your draft. Two, do some drafts way early just to see what guys are doing right now. Industry draft across the spectrum to see what the experts are doing. Industry drafts from each individual big-name site that you know people in your league are reading. And then make sure to tie that information together. Figure out who in your league is the guy that's going to get the hoop ball guys early. You know, whatever website is the one you're reading, the only dudes in your draft that you're really competing against are the other ones reading your same website. Right? Like the guys reading the other websites that don't have the same players ranked, you're not really competing with those dudes. You're going to get your guys because you're going to be making your reaches for just a handful of key players, and the only other people in your league that are doing that, those same guys are the ones reading the same website as you. So that's why that's really important. Figure out which site you're reading and trusting the most, which people in your league are also doing that. And then, of course, you want to do mock drafts really close to yours to understand what Average Joe is doing, guy that reads a lot of stuff is doing, guy that follows ESPN is doing, because everybody's got that dude in their league, or gal, dude or gal. When you roll all of that together, you get to draft day, you plot it out, and you should end up with a good basketball team. I don't think you need to do 50 of them, though. To me, that's too many. You start to convince yourself of things. Unless you can do all 50 the day before your draft, you actually, to me, you end up coming into your own draft too confident because you're almost always going to get more of your guys in a mock draft than your real one. The people in your real draft are more skilled than the people in your mock draft. 99% of the time. So that's why I don't want to do a ton. The year, I actually did have a year where I did a bunch of mock drafts. It was... uh. Two years ago? I think it was two years ago when I was really starting to dive in here hard at hoop ball. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this one. I'm going whole hog, man. All of my free time, mock draft, mock draft, mock draft. I'm going to make sure I know where everybody's going. And then I got into the real one. And it was like, none of the guys that I was getting in mock drafts were going where they went, which is why ADP tracking is such a big deal. Reading the industry mocks is such a big deal because you can get a much better idea of uh, where guys are going when you look at pros doing a draft together. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to get into my league, and you know, if I can hang with these dudes, if I know where these guys are going in this pro league, they're not going to go any higher in my league, at least not the guys that you should be targeting. Tomorrow, the great Neil Rochlani will join us. We will continue our exploration of the season win totals. We're going to be doing those, I believe, six at a time. Is that what we said? 
What am I, who am I asking? Neil, you're not, you can't answer me. This is not a live podcast. I think we said we were going to be doing six teams at a time. We might go higher than that. Maybe we'll do 10 for three weeks. But I also want to spend a little bit of time tomorrow on Fantasy 101 lesson number two. Mock draft was lesson number one. Tomorrow, lesson number two, we'll continue this same thread of the lead up to the season. And I'm not going to do ADP. I think I'm probably going to talk about that when I'm solo next Monday. Because that's a whole show. That's 30, 40... 45, 50 minutes all by itself. So I don't want to cut Neil off. I don't want to do our futures any shorter. So we'll do a little bit of a shorter fantasy one-on-one topic tomorrow with Neil. Uh, Brandon Marcus will likely be joining me on Wednesday. Again, that'll be contingent on uh, what time he's recording the Hoopball Clippers podcast. It's debut episode coming this week. Big guest, guys. Big debut guest coming on that podcast. So really excited about that. Uh, And let's get a dialogue going, too. And I don't know why I didn't mention this earlier in today's show. One thing that I want to make... Uh, a key point of, especially during the offseason, and it's harder to do during midseason because there's so much going on all the time, but right now, we're in a little bit of a lull. So let's get a dialogue going. If you've got some thoughts about mock drafts, hit me up, man. Let's have a chat on Twitter. I, I, you know, I, I think this is a good discussion to have. I can explain some of my thoughts further there if need be. If you want to add something to the mix, we can do that. I can do some quote retweeting on that. Good stuff. Keep it rolling. At Dan Vespers on Twitter. Let's take the discussion from the podcast out into social media. Uh, welcome to the week once again, everybody. This is your Monday episode of Fantasy NBA Today, brought to you by Hawaiian Isles, Kona Coffee, and Hoopball. I am at Dan Vespers on Twitter. Again, back tomorrow with Neil. We'll talk futures and more Fantasy 101. Have a great day, everybody. So long. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.